This is Hugh Ballou. Welcome to 31 Days to Becoming a Better Leader. We're going to be on this journey for the next 31 days. And what I will give you are the secrets that I've learned in over 31 years of working with leaders in all types of organizations. Step-by-step processes to do with functionality and systems as well as skills. So let's get going. Number 24. I teased you last time about no job description. Well, if you know about me so far, what you may have observed is letting go of old paradigms. We've done things that don't work, so why do we continue doing them? Part of letting go of old paradigms and old habits is using new words. So a job description has become a list of tasks. I'm going to suggest that we refocus to a position description. What I say is a job description is a form invented by HR departments to validate their job. It is taken form as a list of tasks. This quote won't make me popular, which is a form of micromanaging. We get so focused on our people doing this and that, we lose sight of the overall objective of accomplishments. So I love to borrow the quote from a colleague of mine that a job description is an invention of the HR department, and he says it's the Department of Human Remains. Of course, he's having fun, and it's an important department that has important work, but in many places, um, it doesn't function like we would hope it would. Um, That's not very flattering. Uh, HR professionals are important watchdogs for compliant in organizations. In fact, organizations without this department are in jeopardy of breaking the law. So it's not really a joke, but there is bad practice at every level of leadership, Um, not just at the top. Having no document is worse than having a bad document. However, not much worse. We focus on the wrong things. Having a checklist of tasks is the document I have seen all too often. It's not a document that inspires high-performing team members to actually do their best work. And what you know so far is that, that I'm about getting good people and asking them to excel, which fulfills the job. And also is there's a personal fulfillment piece with doing our best. The best practice from my teaching is developing a position description for a specific job or a position within an organization. The elements of this document are also the checklist for onboarding and hiring. Employees, consultants, board members, etc., even volunteers. It's a description of an area of performance with specific uh, exceptions clearly defined and expectations clearly defined. So when we don't define expectations, we've got something in our mind. The employee, the consultant, the board member has something in their mind and they might not be the same result. So it's important to clearly define expectations and expectations over time. Here are the elements 
of a position description. What's the title? This is director. This is president. This is uh, treasurer of the board. Whatever the title of it is. Uh, describe the position. You know, that this is what they do. Uh, what are the competencies? A treasurer needs specific competencies. A marketing professional needs specific competencies. Define what those are. By the way, if you realize all of these things tie back to your strategy when you list the competencies you're going to need to accomplish the certain goals that you've written. All right, the competencies needed, the role and responsibility. They're responsible for creating and implementing X. It's, it's not a list of do this, do this, do this, but it's a list of creating marketing strategies that are going to improve our results. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's a more general, but it's, there's specificity to that in that we can measure what we expect them to do. Culture fit. We very rarely dig into this enough. Um, is the person aligned with the values and principles of the organization? And this happens through a conversation. This happens through open-ended questions. How would you handle this situation? It's uh, observing, it's listening, it's uh, asking for clarification on details, um, and it's having more than one conversation over time. Um, and then finally, performance expectations. This part is updated monthly, quarterly, annually. Um, on a regular basis, what will this person accomplish in this position over a period of time? What's important here is that a person has a performance track. You, as leader, guide them on that track. The role and responsibility to create and implement or to manage, it's a very specific track for their work, but not defining every single thing they are expected to do in that job. If the right person has been engaged for the right match and performance, then let that person define how he or she will accomplish said deliverables over time. Point people to end results and not to activity. I want to repeat that. Point people to end results and not to activity. So that's a constant theme here throughout this whole 31 days. Um, leaders focus on results. Workers focus on activity. But we want to encourage everybody in our culture to take the activity and keep the results in their radar. We want to keep the macro in our focus, but also how are we going to get there? How are we going to take the steps, one, two, three, to achieve those long-term goals and objectives. Tomorrow, evaluations, the annual evaluation, one of the most dysfunctional systems in any organization. So why are we going to wait a whole year? Well, let's not do that. Let's talk about how to evaluate what to evaluate. That's day number 25. I'll see you then. In order for you to keep up with all of this content, I've created an action guide. I would also like to have a two-way conversation, so go to betterleader.me, betterleader.me. You'll find the transcripts, and you'll find a place that you can purchase this action guide. It's for you to excel, so go there.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.